It was a long practice and a rough practice for the offense. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Levels. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. And thank you, especially to my everydayers who are here every day. Remember, wherever you're getting those podcasts, to hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. All right, we are right back to recapping practices. And this was an especially long practice. And I don't I don't mean that in terms of like the heat made it longer. I mean that very literally, this was just about a three hour practice. So when we show up, the media is allowed onto the practice field at 9 a.m. sharp. The players start to roll up around 830 and they don't go back there and just hang out. They are, they're stretching and they're getting ready to go. So between 8.30 and 8.45, when all the players arrive, they're already getting ready to warm up and practice for the day. We finished after 11.30, so it was probably about 11.40 or so when we wrapped up. So for the for the athletes, they went just about three hours worth of practice, and they were only in shells, so you know only the shoulder pads and the helmets, so it's not like they were all decked out and whatnot, but... They were still going really hard, and you could tell that this was definitely a tougher practice for them. Uh, there was a lot of like coaches that were trying to get everybody animated again, and they uh, they were talking about you know jog off the field, don't sprint off the field. Uh, it kind of plays into your favor of you know they can't snap the football, stuff like that. Like there there was just an emphasis on how you need to carry yourself and how you need to execute yourself even when you're being tired and whatnot. So there, there was a lot of that. And I think that that was a really good thing for them to kind of emphasize those points and get that through the players heads as far as what they need to do, how they need to conduct themselves, all that good stuff, especially because it's going to be long days. It's going to be hot days. So this is just another day for them. I, I also feel like they're going to be preparing them as they get ready to head up to uh, Tonta Zona starting on Thursday. So they've got two more practices down in the Valley before they're up there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then return on Sunday. This is, to me, one of the more intense practices that they've had. And I mean, Kenny Dillingham said that as much himself, but I would tell you that even watching it for myself, these kids definitely were pushed to their limits and in a very good way. Like, I think they responded pretty well. Uh, they, they definitely didn't hang their heads. You know, they weren't 
upset or anything like that. They just, they moved forward and were ready for the next task. So overall, I'd say it was a pretty good day of practice. Now let's go ahead and get to the stuff that uh, we want to talk about. And that's first team, second team, any standouts and some storylines moving forward. So looking at the first and second teams, we'll start on the offensive side of the ball. Nothing really changed too much except at the quarterback spot where Drew Pine was getting the majority of the first team snaps. Um, you also had on the offensive line left to right, you had Isaiah Glass, Sione, uh, Finale, Lee Fontanu, Cade Briggs, and Emmett Bully. Uh, George Hart was getting a lot of work with the ones today. Jalen Conyers, Elijah Badger, Giovanni Sanders, and Xavier Gillier rounded out. No surprises there. Um, defensively, there was quite a bit of substitution and there's obviously a lot going on at the linebacker spot in case you guys aren't caught up. Uh, Juwan Juju Mitchell has been dismissed from the team for undisclosed reasons. Kenny Dillingham simply said that this was going to be the direction that the team was going to be moving forward with This is the second player that's been dismissed from the program in a week. This is definitely some kind of culture building decision that they have decided to enforce and move forward. So with that in mind, there was a lot of rotation at linebacker. So at the linebacker spot, Will Schaefer playing the will. Trey Brown was playing the mic. He was also getting um, rotated in with Caleb McCullough. But we also saw a lot of action from pretty much everyone on the roster. Kavion Thunderbird made an appearance. Tate Romney made an appearance. Uh, James Jonkum was on the field. Uh, Crew Jackson continues to get rotated out like you pretty much saw everybody on the field for the linebacker spot, but it was mainly the Trey Brown show uh, on the defensive line. Nothing we haven't seen BJ green, Clayton Smith at the edge, Deshaun Mallory, Anthony Cooper on the interior in the secondary. Again, nothing too crazy here. Roe Torrance was the starting corner. Obviously across from him. It's, it's been back and forth between Ed Woods and Mason Williams. Ed Woods definitely got a lot more of the team one reps today compared to Mason Williams, who was seen more with team two, but that didn't stop either of them from playing very well when they were on the field, no matter who they were going up against. Uh, Nickel, Jordan Clark, that's not changing. Uh, safety, Xavier Alford was one safety, and then across from him, it was kind of rotated between Shamari Simmons and Chris Edmonds. This is a nice sign to see because it, it, Chris Edmonds feels like he's been kind of locked on the second team, but he was getting a lot of work with the first team guys. They were rotating him and Simmons out. So great news there. Obviously, lots of rotation throughout the defense. Uh, Prince Dorbaugh was able to come out. Elijah O'Neill saw the field. D Ford, one of the uh, nickel corners for the team, was actually getting some work on the outside. I thought that was interesting. Roman Rashada was on the field a lot today. He almost had an interception, but he dropped it, just let it hit his chest. You know, it's the classic, that's why they play defense kind of stuff. Like, it just, it is what it is. It's funny more than anything. But yeah, that those are like the starting teams with lots of rotation uh, and the defensive interior. I mean, Sam Benjamin and Tristan Monday are one of the more common rotations that we're seeing. CJ Fight is the other prominent guy. Uh, Montana Warren in the secondary. There was a lot of Demon Williamson today at safety. That was really intriguing to me. I already told you guys about all the linebackers that are going around. Uh, the running backs were definitely kind of rotated through pretty heavily. Kyson Brown continues to look very, very good for the team and just somebody that the defense seems completely uninterested in tackling. And I'm definitely here for that. 
So number 14 could potentially surprise this year. Um, Andre Johnson had some nice plays. Mel Constaval looks very, 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 very good. Very excited for what they're going to be able to get out of him. Uh, Borgay was probably more the second team guy. Like I said, Drew Pine uh, was getting a lot of the uh, first team reps and he's pushing the ball down the field. He's doing everything that you want to see out of a guy who's potentially going to be that starting quarterback for you there. So that would be kind of rounding out for you guys what we saw from like the first and second teams there. These days, every potential new hire feels like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can do it so quick, sign up for free and get that job posted. And once you do that, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And as you know, having that right team member can change your culture, have that positive and measurable impact on your business. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires first leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, guys, thanks as always for tuning in wherever you get those podcasts, hit like subscribe, turn on those notifications. I will be giving you free content for catching you up on everything that's been going on in training camp. You won't want to miss it. All right, let's talk about some standouts. Um, I want to pick up where we left off. Kyson Brown, he looks violent. Like I said, like this is every time he touches the ball, it feels like it's going to be a big chunk play. And there is just nobody on the defense that that seems interested in trying to tackle number 14. He's just a really good downhill runner. He's punishing and just does all the little things that you look for out of that position. Very, very impressed with him. Mel Constaval, another guy who looks really good. Look out for number seven on the field this year. He's going to be playing out of the slot primarily, probably behind Geo Sanders, who also has looked good. But Stavall has looked very, very impressive. And he's somebody that I feel is just going to really find a niche and get his way onto the field one way or another. There's a lot of receiver depth this year. And I had a conversation with Giovanni Sanders after practice today, and he had mentioned, you know, we feel like there's three or four guys that are ready to essentially be like the next great Sun Devil receivers. And Stavall, even though he's only going to be here for a year, the way he's playing in training camp makes you think that he could potentially be somebody that we talk about years down the road and just be like, oh, remember Melcon? He had a really good year. Like maybe he's the next Devin Lucian kind of guy because I think everyone forgets that Lucian had a thousand yards in his only season with Arizona State. Like Melcon definitely has that kind of attitude, that kind of mantra and savviness to the way he plays the position. He definitely plays bigger than what he is. He he's not afraid to go up and get the ball and make those tough catches. Very impressive by that young man. Defensively, there's a lot of guys. Uh, Trey Brown ended up having a pick six today. It came on a deflected pass. Uh, first of all, the, the defense was just absolutely all over it today. We'll talk about that more in just a little bit. But the uh, the pocket just instantly collapsed on basically every play. 
and Drew Pine goes to get rid of the football, and there there was just a cluster of guys. I couldn't see who it was specifically, but somebody was able to get their hand in the air to deflect the pass, and it was all but gift-wrapped right into Trey's hands, and I mean, there was no one near him for a country mile. He could have waltzed into the end zone for like an 80-yard pick six. Like, it was perfect. Right place, right time, but made the most out of it, and honestly, he just looks like the most confident and comfortable linebacker on the team right now with Juju Mitchell no longer there there's going to be an added emphasis on him and this is somebody that I was already talking about throughout the offseason is like a very important defender for the team somebody that I'm looking forward to watching even more so now with so much so much change that's going on so much uncertainty that's going on with the program it's just that much more important that he's able to become any kind of leader for the defense defensive line. Uh, Clayton Smith continues to dominate, man. Like he is, he is certifiably a great player. He had two sacks today would be sacks. I should say one of them would potentially have been a strip sack as he was screaming off the edge. He was able to get his hand up. And if they were allowed to hit the quarterback, he would have absolutely smacked the, you know, what out of the quarterback's hands, probably jar the ball loose. Like he's just so much, he's so much faster and athletic and stronger than anybody that he's lining up against. He's a very good football player, but Elijah O'Neal was another defender who kind of slipped under the radar for the majority of training camp before he exploded for two would be sacks today. Number 15 was making plays in the backfield. He looked very good when he was able to get onto the field and the way he played the day, I expect him to be somebody that gets rotated in a little bit more. You have those flash days, you build upon them you find yourself onto the football field. And this is for a position group that is very, very deep with BJ Green moving there because you still have Clayton Smith. You've got Prince Dorba. You've got Garen Stansbury. There's Ashley Williams coming in as a freshman. Like there's there's so much going on at the edge rushing spot. Michael Matus is there. Like it's just very difficult to get significant playing time and snaps. And it looks like O'Neal was able to you know, make a really good case for himself to get back out there. So very impressed with him. Montana Warren continues to look great. Number 18 safety spot. Watch out for him this year. He's going to be really, really good. Um, Who else? Mason Williams was making a lot of plays near the line of scrimmage. And he is a very, very impressive player for me. And somebody that I am definitely taking an extra note of as, as he has continued to uh, perform throughout the uh, throughout the practices and everything like he is just constantly around the football and he makes really good tackles for you know what would be tackles but he's a confident guy he seems very instinctive he's he's really made this competition against Ed Woods a very a very difficult one to decide who's going to be who and I ultimately think it's going to be kind of a a and B situation where they just kind of rotate in and out with each other because Ed Woods also looked good today. Bottom line is the guys that are going to end up being opposite row torns. I feel very confident with them. And as a whole, I think that the secondary just looks very good. Defense looks good. You got some players on the offensive side of the ball. One more guy I want to highlight drew pine. Like, yes, he had the interception today, but he did have some very good throws and, one of the things that you appreciate about Pine is he's pushing the ball down the field. He's not taking the dink and dunks and the easy chunk plays that he could take 
he's he's trying to open up the offense and he's trying to get the defense honest and he's doing everything that he can to be able to show that the offense can be a lot more functional and like a high volume kind of unit if he's under center compared to if Borgay or Rashada's under center. So I really appreciate the way that Pine has tried to incorporate just about every level of the of the offense and every level of the field to the unit. I hope that it continues to be this way. He really has just continued to build upon lots of success from the end of last week. But you know what? We'll talk about that in just one moment. Thanks for tuning in, guys, wherever you get the podcast. Hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get free updates for what's going on at Arizona State Sun Devils practice. You won't want to miss it. Like, subscribe, and turn on notifications for Locked on Sun Devils. All right. Talking about Pine, he has truly just started to take steps forward, and he's really built upon, like, you you look at where he was last Monday, and he he just did not look that great. And you look at where he is now. I'll tell you what, for the first storyline we got to talk about, I think Drew Pine might be your week one starting quarterback. It's crazy what a week can do for you. Because a week ago I was saying, you know, oh, it's definitely Trenton Borgay, but it's been another week. And Borgay, it's it's not even that Borgay's played terrible. He just hasn't, he hasn't continued to build upon what he's done, in my opinion. Like, he's still been a very good quarterback. And I'm still very confident in Trenton Borgay. And I'm still a Trenton Borgay uh in not influencer but i i still really like trenton it's just drew pine has really started to turn it up over the last handful of practices and it feels like he's just getting more and more confident and he's incorporating all the different levels of the field i want to see trenton start taking some more shots that's what i would like to see but you also have jaden rashada is starting to get some more time on the field again like i mentioned before he looks like a freshman, but I mean that in the best way possible. He's just figuring out his role with the team right now, and that's not a bad thing at all. I hope that he continues to you know, build upon his successes and get to a point where he can eventually be the starter. I just don't know that his freshman year is going to be that year. But Drew Pine, as of right now, looking like the week one starter, who knows? Next week, we might be talking about someone else as the week one starter. It's a very fluid process. We still got a lot of time to figure this out, but that's a storyline is that Drew Pine is building some serious momentum to being a starting quarterback. The other big storyline here that I want to focus on is the defensive side of the football just absolutely dominated Monday's practice. Like they seriously controlled everything. The line of scrimmage was entirely won by the defensive line. Felt like there was very minimal time for any quarterback to be able to get anything going. There was not very many run lanes. Uh, Fun fact, during the first uh, team session, 11 on 11s, Kenny Dillingham said that the offense didn't pick up a single first down. They went for probably a little over 10 minutes. They did not get a first down in that entire session, first or second team. That's nuts. But I mean, seriously, if you were there, you would understand it. Like there was there was not much the offense was able to accomplish. And it starts to generate that conversation of, is the defense really good or is the offense really bad? Maybe it's a little bit of both. Don't really know. But for now, what we can say is the offense is working some things through and the defense is confidently taking advantage of that. 
it is what it is. It's an iron sharpens iron kind of mentality. I know that's feeding a fed horse with how many times I've said that and will continue to say that, but it truly is that kind of situation where you're just looking for these guys to be able to make each other better, challenge each other, and hopefully start getting more well-rounded practices. Don't get me wrong. The offense has had good practices. They've had standout days. It's just that the defense has definitely had more standout days compared to the offense. And that's just kind of the direction that we're trending right now is like the defense has just found a way to stand out so much brighter compared to the offense. And again, you're, you're left wondering what it is. Is it a bad offense? Is it a great defense? Is it maybe a little bit of both? Is it 60, 40, 70, 30? What's going on? That's what we're trying to figure out. But what I can tell you is the defensive line looks really good and the secondary looks deep. And when you have those two going for you, it helps make your defensive unit better. The only questions that you have are at the linebacker spot just because there's like no experience. Like Trey Brown wasn't a full-time starter at Wazoo. That's pretty much your starting experience. Crew Jackson, Tate Romney are uh, redshirt freshman transfers. Will Schaefer, James Jonkum, Caleb McCullough, who were returning guys from last year, have not seen significant starting time. This is probably the biggest hole on the roster, and that's not saying these guys are bad. It's just saying with next to no experience, it's a question mark. And that'll probably be the position group that I'm going to be watching for the remainder of camp very intently. Because as good as the D-line is and as deep as the secondary can be, if you're getting crushed over the middle, I mean, it's there's not much that you're going to be able to accomplish defensively on a consistent basis. So we'll see what ends up going on there. But bottom line, Drew Pine's starting to look good. The defense looks great. And there's some standouts throughout. Kyson Brown, like the, the freshmen in general. Kyson Brown, uh, CJ Fight, Montana Warren, those guys are all looking very, very promising. Jaden Rashada has shown, has shown some promise as well. If this freshman class ends up panning out the way that it's looked so far, we could be looking at a pretty good class. But that sounds like a conversation for another time. I appreciate you guys tuning in, and I do encourage you to hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications because I'm going to be updating you on practices for free. It's a podcast that's free and available on all platforms. So again, for the hundredth time, wherever you're getting your podcasts, like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. We'll be doing it Monday through Friday. I'm keeping you in touch with everything. You can follow me on Twitter, RichieBrats36, and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. That's all that I got for you guys today. We'll be back at it again tomorrow to catch you up on Tuesday's practices. Until then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.